0: Welcome back! The spectacular sixth anniversary of Underemployed is here. It's episode eighty-three. We're in person. We're in Richmond, We're a great city worthy of such a noble occasion. Live and direct. Live and direct. None of this. None of this remote stuff that at some point will become another reality. But the serendipity of the sweatshirt Jack's wearing and the yes. anniversary. Well. It is a CBS 6 logo, and fun fact, I'm wearing this because uh, I woke up to a text from David saying I'm in Richmond and I can record, and I said, oh, well, I woke up at 3.10 p.m. and I haven't showered. Let me get some breakfast, and we will record. So yeah, Breakfast at 3 in the afternoon. It feels great. Also, I'm someone who really loves to shower in the morning to get woken up, so you know what? That's okay, though. Cold shower. Exactly. Oof. I tried that. You know what? I tried that for about a month because it's supposed to really speed up your metabolism. It and wakes be good you for up. You. And um, I realized, you know what? I'm okay without this. I'll I'll just eat a little cleaner. There you go. I, uh,
1: in high school when I was swimming, the pool was always, even if it was warm, the pool was always very cold.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That feels like a metaphor for swimming. Even when it's warm, it's very cold. It's a cold, cold world out here. Well, speaking of cold, cold world, uh, we are looking back at our fifth year as we go into our sixth year. Wrong! That's wrong! And our podcast goes into first grade. And starts to make more friends. We hope. Uh, starts to at, at, at the minimum. Yeah, it's... any a, a friend would be great. Right. Yeah, it's a good deep extended metaphor for this podcast. We say the same thing every, We say the same two things every year. We do this, sh- this episode every year. If you haven't listened in the past to the anniversary specials, number one, how dare you? How dare you? Number two, all we do is just go back through them. We play clips. We talk about them. That's it. That's the list. So, David said, let's get right into it. The 72nd episode, the 5th annual March Madness Mascot Melee. It's our favorite episode every year by far. It's our easiest episode every year by far. Simplest episode every year by far. Who would win in a fight between two mascots? This one was by far our best.
1: Oh, this this was our best year. Absolutely.
0: So, Miami, who we picked to win again, and who has been in our finals three years out of five. Yep. Actually made the Final Four for the first time in team history. Like, legit did it. Jim Laranaga. Yep. Again, uh, he just has a knack for getting in the Final Four with schools that haven't done it before, it seems like. Uh, would it be great if he were still doing it in Northern Virginia? Some could say yes. Is he probably a little happier being in Southern Florida in terms of climate and things to do? A little Coral Gables? Yeah. And as he said, put that little Enya on his end. Enya. And yet, did I say Enya? Sorry. Yes, you did. Yes, I think that was a singer. You we're not talking about an Irish woman who I lives was, in a castle with I lots of cats. I was about to say. So, and then Purdue, because we every year have two or three 16s beating once. It's the nature yes. of the tournament. This year we had, now, we didn't get the playing correct of which team would do it. But no. we did have Purdue losing to a 16. And Purdue became just the second team ever to lose to a 16. <laughs> That's about as good as you can for a fake ass bracket like ours. Uh-huh. And I guarantee you, we did almost as well probably with that than all the other people who listen to Jay Billis and Doug Gottlieb about what's the best bracket to actually pick. Hot take. It happens again. Mm. Well, well, for our bracket, yeah, we're going to have three. But that's just, we're going to no, have. I'm, I'm saying Purdue does it again. Ooh, ooh, okay. I'll remember this. And by the way, if they don't, we'll just bury it. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. What's yeah. do matter. So so matter. Oh, we'll get to that later. But um, also, I liked when I was re-listening to this episode, because there was a point where the Texas Southern Tigers played the Memphis Tigers, and as I was re-listening, and we needed a tiebreaker, I said, well, Penny Hardaway coaches Memphis and played with Shaq, and then three seconds later in the podcast, I said, you know, Penny Hardaway played with Shaq, and I was like, great. My mind works the exact same way 12 months later. Uh, I didn't like that intro I did with the Chicago Bulls intro. I, after the episode dropped, I said, I wish I'd redone that. That sucked. But... Volume business. Here are let's just we'll just have some clips and the introduction of a new beloved character. Virginia Cavaliers, a, a uh, an interesting target in our matchups in the past uh, yes. versus the Furman poli- paladin. Paladins. Paladins, Paladins. Pardon me. Uh, first of all, I believe the school named after Mark Furman, the infamous uh, LAPD prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Didn't know he got a college, but good for him. He, he needed to rebound now. A Paladin is a knight on a horse. Just a great mask. Like if I'm just choosing my favorite mascots, easily top five of the tournament.
1: I love that visual. Clearly, you, because you had to take notes on it, you obviously have never played Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Uh, you are correct. I have not. Number five, Duke Blue Devils. And number 12, Oral Roberts Golden Eagles. Every year we ask, what's a blue devil? And why is it blue compared to a regular devil? It's not the only devil in this bracket. I don't know. A golden eagle. I feel like because Eagles are Americana, which is inherently Christian, that they might the fear the devil. Oral
1: Roberts is an evangelist university. Okay. So,
0: it's definitely a Christian Golden Eagle.
1: Okay. It's 100% Yeah, Oral so, Oral Roberts was a was an, was a TV evangelist.
0: So, we're, what we're leaning more towards the de- are we leaning more towards the devil or, or the good man?
1: I mean, is he really good? Does God stay in heaven out of fear of his own creation? That's true. We ask this question every year. We get oddly existential during the mascot bracket. Thank you, Steve Buscemi. You're welcome.
0: I, don't I, I would lean Tennessee. On
1: I, this. I, I associate and Cajuns more with uh, crawfish and, and uh, you know, yeah. gator.
0: Oh, look, no, we got a Cajun Jack on there. We never really introduced the, the Cajun Jack on the, the park here. Uh, you know, my coworker really don't like. And
1: I, Jack, Cajun man. Jack can go back in his hiding. Oh lord!
0: Oh man, we we had the raging Cajun. We would have gone forward to the deal. Oh man, I wish people liked Cajun Jack more. He's a treasure. I actually do agree with that. So, one of the great things about Underemployed is our deep well of characters we pull from. From Old Man David, my favorite, to Cowboy Jack to Cajun Jack. I'm sure we have a couple others. I'm blanking on them right now, but. Curtis Blowbot. Oh yeah, the Curtis Blowbot. who, eh, you know what, we're tweaking him for the March Madness mascot melee this year. As we say every year, it's our favorite episode we do. We love it. It's coming up in a month and a half. Great times. It, it'll be fun. David and I put so much freaking effort into that show. You people would not believe, compared to the other episodes we do, how much like Sunday is just spent going through all the mascots. We talk it over.
1: 100% more effort into that episode than we do in any other episode.
0: And you know what? That's the spirit of underemployed. 73 the Barry Bonds of podcast. I pretty much knew if we ever make it made it to episode 73, that would be the title of the episode. Why David? That's the number of <laughs> Barry Bonds that is s*** <laughs> <in his laughs> to hit all those home runs. Mm. So weird that these always end up getting bleeped for some reason. Uh, would like to point out that we correctly predicted at the time that cocaine Barry would win one of the Undy awards. In fact, Won the Undy Award for the Lifetime Achievement Award, Absolutely. and I don't think we and I don't think we did that based on trying to remember. We d- I didn't remember that from that episode. It just we knew Cocaine Bear instinctively would win something great. Absolutely, you have seen it, right? You, no. Oh, it was on the cock. It still is. Okay. Good it's d- there. A good date night for you and Bethany. I yeah, say. sure. Okay. Anyway, this episode uh, we talked about a lot, but a couple of things we're hearing on this clip are: it's after Dan Snyder announced he'd be selling the Commanders. And we also talked about David uh, getting sick. Let's listen. Remember when Dan Snyder charged for parking on Fan Appreciation Day at like the team practice? Remember facility? when he was the
1: first owner in the league to start charging people to go to practice?
0: Remember when he cut down all those uh, protected trees uh, that for the and yep. then tried and then he blackballed the national the forest guy who tried to Triadal try to park service. Park Service, excuse yeah, you're right. Remember when he sued the season ticket holder? Yeah,
1: the 80-something-year-old season ticket who couldn't, holder. Who, after
0: the market crash in 08, couldn't afford season tickets anymore? Remember when he cooked his books, allegedly? <laughs> remember when he thought it was a good idea to have two separate books of actual finances versus finances he reported to the league?
1: Remember when he uh, remember when he allegedly told his video guy to put together a, an entire...
0: Uh, like a uh, compilation of... Yeah, a
1: compilation, of, uh, a montage of just, like... Cheerleader, breasts bouncing yeah. because he's a weird, weird creep.
0: David, in one sentence, how would you describe the legacy of Daniel Snyder? Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Was this like in the in the peak of Omicron, like November, December, January? April tw- uh, twenty-one. Oh, okay, okay, April sorry, twenty-two. Gotcha. Okay. Right after Easter. Oh man, what a unchristlike like way to celebrate Easter. I know, right? I, yeah,
1: but. You suffered just
0: like Jesus did on Easter.
1: So. I suffered for about three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then I was risen. And yeah, then you rose. But I couldn't really go anywhere yeah. because
0: you know you were, st- yeah, because you were st- I was on uh. I was on home homestay. I don't think that was inappropriate. Not at all. Not at all. Um, it was nice being able to go back through all the Dan Snyder moments too, because we probably got I don't know four percent of all the things he's done in his time oh, in Washington, which was absolutely. Great. David and I just. Neither of us being commander's fans just really love just really looking in at what a what a dumpster of a man. What a he is.
1: massive sack of shit.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Uh, Not
1: slander. He's a public official.
0: Funny you said that exact thing on that episode. And we've also said before Um, it's also
1: not slander you have to prove loss and how am I going to prove loss for a guy who failed up five billion dollars
0: also for a podcast as we say it makes zero dollars and zero cents we're not profiting off of this Um, we also just always talk about how I don't know Dan Snyder's like in the fabric of who we are because he's just such a it's just been such a messy thing for a quarter of a century but now he's moved on they'll get a new stadium they'll get owners who pay money they'll get owners who try they'll be okay But it was fun while it lasted. And we can never take those memories away from me and David. Yeah. Episode 74, Back That Gas Up. One of my favorite episode titles. Uh, I would like to point out something, because sometimes I like to a little poke David. Uh, In the fifth anniversary special, David had gone out of his way to say that the Lakers were trash, to be fair. They were playing poorly under five hundred, and Russell Westbrook has seemingly forgotten how to play uh, good basketball. Russell Westbrook? Now, again, if you say that... He's going to have us ejected from my apartment, so just maybe relax a little on that. Um, the big story here is the episode title. Uh, David, unfortunately, was not here for the great Scott's Edition Gas leak of 2023. Nope. But we are still able to kind of to reflect on it and have some fun. I would say
1: uh, it is cyclical because, man, the Wizards... They're not the Wizards. The, uh, the Lakers are... Teetering right now. Let's get to let's get to the clips. They're
0: teetering on trash. Let's get to the clips. They are doing work as we speak right now on one of the exits out of my building. Uh, I thought at first it was road work, but I was confused when workers had been there for five or six weeks and had not seemingly made any progress. And then come to find out later that they are working on gas lines. Okay. Now, it's about, let's say, 5.50 Wednesday morning. We're on the air, we're working, and our meteorologist, I think the order goes, our meteorologist points out they're starting to smell gas outside. He says it on air. And uh, then later, I even say in the room, hey, are you guys smelling that? I think I smell something in here. And at first, one of my coworkers, who I won't name, Callista, uh, dismissed yes. it and said, you're silly. Uh, don't be silly. And then within a few minutes, everyone said, uh, oh, no. Oh, that's gas. That's gas. There is gas in this building.
1: Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline.
0: So uh, here's where it also complicates things. Our traffic reporter, love dearly, she is seven months pregnant. So uh, we all said to her, hey, uh, you should go home. <laughs> There's gas in the building. I think we made the right call on that. I think, I
1: think you whom carrying child should probably leave this place.
0: So... As we're going along in the show, we're in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bore with details. But there's basically separate blocks, all separated by letters. The D block is the one that starts at 6:30. Then, of course, the E block starts after that. During that local block, I get paged by our executive producer saying, "Hey, uh, let them know we have breaking news in the E block about the gas break." And so I think what happens was I look at the script ahead of time just to make sure, and I said, "Oh, the on West Broad Street has been evacuated due to the gas leak," and I go. Hmm. Okay. Uh, cuz that's the building I live in. So I was like, well, uh, my shift ends in oh, I'm not going half home. an hour. Yeah, because I normally go to bed after work. So this complicated measures even more so. So we get off the air. It's a good show. And uh, I am a Yeah, normal. Everybody was
1: very relaxed.
0: That's, no one was looping at all. We've lost a few brain cells in the process, but sometimes hey, that's no you, worse than a normal day. You know what we we it's like how uh it's like on any given Sunday mentality, you just got to put on the helmet and grind knowing the potential for brain damage. Look, that's no different than a night of drinking. Exactly. That's exact. I finally got drunk. I understand the feeling now. I-, I sympathize with you people and your struggles. I was telling David uh, while we were listening to that clip that the good news is that the that, that baby came out no, no issues. So, you know, uh, the gas only had a limited impact. But it was also good knowing that uh, we survived to tell the tale. Of the Great Gas leak of 2023. Do I want to go through that again? No. I remember how that day was just complicated. And, David, I don't know if you've ever been in the center of, like, a gas leak like that. No. Don't do it. It's okay. not fun. Yeah. Just That's my advice to you as, as, as On a my, friend. Uh,
1: top of my list. Avoid I mean, major gas leaks. Yeah. Can do.
0: And that's also the underemployed memo, is if you can't avoid a gas leak, do avoid a gas leak. 75, State of the Show 2. Simple show. Now we've it's become part of a routine. We just give State of the Union addresses. Uh... It was nice hearing Old Man David return because, again, he, it had been a couple of years. And we got the Curtis Blowbot back. We hadn't seen him since the, I think, the 2019 mascot. Yeah, pre pandemic. And then he got quarantined during the pandemic. And then we came out and he was too rusty because we and hadn't. The parts occupied. were so hard to find. Right. Because of the. Um, Corporate restructuring. Yeah, corporate restructuring and the backlog of all the parts. You know, just, it sucked. But we got him working. He's now back in the family, like David said. We'll probably have him for this year's March Madness mascot. Ideally. This is just us talking about what would be a lofty goal for the show in the future. Let's face it, folks. Money rules the world. Cash rules everything around us. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. So many of our detractors would say that our lack of revenue streams makes us a toxic property. And yes, we've spent hundreds of dollars over the years paying Podbean and Gozie Okoro for the podcast art, shirts for our friends, but once again, I believe in us, and I believe in this podcast. That's why I am setting a lofty goal for this podcast, to have a sponsor by the end of the decade. To many, it may seem impossible, but in these moments, I'm reminded of that legendary quote from President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, who, as we know, much preferred to go by Jack. Ask not what your podcast can do for you. Ask if Blue Chew would be willing to buy some ad space. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, a former guest of the show who we've gotten lunch together with said he might be willing to sponsor, give us a, a ad read at one point, I believe. Potentially. So, yes. Uh, which would count for me. It doesn't I didn't say it had to be like a, a me undies ad, I just said give me an advertisement. And even if that ends up being twenty bucks in a handshake, it's good for us. 76. Happy 35th birthday, Travis. Uh, that is, of course, me retelling the story of me going to River City Roll and the band performing, not knowing, not being able to hear my name or my age correctly. And therefore... Uh, and I don't there- know how they got Travis out of Jack. Yeah, there's not really sim- that many similar sounds to it. So I agree. That's kind of weird. I do want to show David something real quick. Number one, I didn't include the Travis clip because I didn't want to keep making all the clips me, as much as I love myself. So, But I will show David something that... Uh, a producer I was talking about during uh, one of the clips we listened to got me this placard that is now hanging at my desk. It says... What does it say, David? Travis Selby, 35 years old. That will live with me forever. Anyone who was at River City Roll that night knows the uh, knows that that was just a great moment in time. Uh, that was in episode two where PJ got married. And despite all the grief we give PJ, we're happy that he found the love of his life. Uh, happy for them. Very yeah. happy for them. They are very sweet. This one... We talked, uh, we, we kind of both talked about uh, a law that passed on my birthday that hurt me to my core. And I think we also talked about something, uh, you know, news related. In This country, this wonderful country that I live in. I was born and raised in never, country. never left out of spite, purely out of spite. I could have at this point. I could go visit my sister and her wife up in Canada. I probably should. But do you think I'm going to a, a country that didn't put a man on the moon? No. Fuck that country. Fuck the other countries. This country prides itself on free. Canadian
1: troops were feared
0: during World War II. That's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. World yeah. War 2.1, again, because they use the metric system or whatever. That's besides the point. <laughs> In this wonderful country called the United States of America, we have freedoms that we expect. We have freedoms that we are granted. This, this is an insult to my freedom. This is an insult to your freedom at home. This is an insult to your freedom on the bus. This country found itself on some basic civil liberties. One of them I'm pretty sure probably involved porn. I don't know, I've never read the fucking Constitution. You think I'm gonna read that thing? It's long and boring. But this is something that is a granted right for me and this country. And do I, as a 31-year-old man, want to have to upload, theoretically, of course, this is all purely theoretical, my my ID to a website that I'm pretty sure would just take that to sell to some Russian uh, to some Russian company? No, I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I largely agree with you. It is it is absolutely an infringement of freedoms
0: yeah. uh, and you know privacy. That is why the Underemployed podcast is starting once again another campaign. We've got a lot of these going on. Absolutely. I want them going concurrently. As as I've said before, that we are starting a hands off our hands campaign for this for this horrible horrible law that has passed in the wonderful state of Virginia. I am calling on all my fellow Virginians to stand up for your rights and I guess mine because a lot of you probably don't care about this, but I care deeply. Obviously because of freedom, you know, yeah. and privacy concerns. Like you said, that's my biggest issue with yeah, this. Yeah, totally. Absolutely, 100%. And so... Right to fap. Yeah. Right to fap.
1: Fight for your right to five knuckle shuffle. Yes. Yes.
0: And, this, and in a state where there's nudity on our flag, that's an, yeah, it's, even worse until there's a titty on our flag. The we talked ir- about this with the Jessica. Irony of, the
1: irony of a state that's got a titty out on its flag, yeah. not allowing folks to yeah. readily access.
0: Now you got to show your government ID to see the state flag? No, that's not in America or a Virginia I want to live in. It's ridiculous. It's an
1: excellent point, Jeff. Yeah. It's, it's an a,
0: excellent point. Thank you. I've been waiting for someone to say those exact words in that exact context for a very, very long time. That was probably the most passionate I've ever been about anything in my life. Uh, I listened back to it. But yeah, you know what? Again, that, was all, that wasn't about me specifically. It was about all of us and our freedoms being. Our civil liberties. A civil liberty. Again, I'm not going to try and go back down this rabbit hole, but we should be granted that right. Because some people in the world may be, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what? It's an invasion of privacy. It actually is. Legit A, the not serious side, we talked about that in the episode. You're right. You talked about this more in depth. It's a silly it's silly that it's an invasion of privacy. That like obviously there are some concerns about why they passed it, sure, but overall it's a bad solution to Yes. And number two, selfishly, again, theoretically, you know, what kind of country is this? This isn't the country I grew up in. Number or s- Oh go ahead.
1: Arguably it's exactly the country you grew up in. Actually because true, they go through these
0: puritanical scare cycles
1: every twenty mm,
0: five ish years. Yeah, you're not wrong. Three we steps the, forward, two steps back. We had the
1: satanic pan. We had the like satanic panic in the early nineties, yep. which is now coming back. Yep. We've had like you know the, the, the... not going to get into it.
0: Yeah, but I but I agree with you. So we're now at the point again where we're concerned. Fortunately, all I'll say is it's 2024. You know, ways around. Number 77, Barb employed in Heimer. Uh, David, I'm going to hurt you when I say this. I still haven't seen Barbie. I know it's on the Max. You've given me your Max account. Still need to see Barbie. That's fine. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. Okay. I think that's on... I don't know. It's on the cock, I think. Well, you know. If it's on there, we'll, find... we'll watch both at some point. Again, this is another one where I didn't want to make this all about me. Because uh, all the clips, I kind of feel like a bit about me. So I did talk... That was when I talked about... Going to Maine and trying to go through the Philly airport, which, as you point out, is a just a massive undertaking. One of the things I did want to talk about was your lovely girlfriend, Bethany Alley, who, again, as we say often, snuck her way into an executive producer role in this show. She's got a great agent. It seems like a raw deal on our Saddy end. Savvy negotiator. But can't blame her for that. Uh, this is where we talk about one of our favorite Bethany stories of all time. It's it's just kind of a pain to get there. So we were sometimes like, all right, we'll just. We've actually, I don't think we've talked about this, 2018 or 19. You, Bethany, and myself drove up to Portland overnight. You and I split the drive. Mm-hmm. Bethany did, and I mentioned this to you the other day. Bethany did the most impressive thing. I slept I've, the whole way. The entire, I, I mean, legit, 90 to 95 percent of the car ride, that woman was asleep. Got a full night's sleep in the back of a... Was it, was it my car or your car we took? It was your car. Yeah, Bethany fell asleep in the backseat of a Kia Soul for, I want to say, between seven and eight hours. A full, grown-ass woman's night's sleep. I've told her Good this. Good for her. I, I've never... I, that's one of the more physically... It's like when Bob Beeman set the long jump record by two and a half feet in 1968. And you just go, that's impressive. Bethany, what Bethany did is Bob Beeman-like. So kids go at home, look up who Bob Beeman was. But that's a very impressive record. Bethany really did, again, had like a full, like, oh, I'm ready to go for the day. I got a night's sleep on a normal schedule Yep. in the back of a car. Yep. I think everyone listening can attest to this. You never sleep well in a car. It's sometimes like you fall asleep sitting up, so your like head's doing this the whole time, it's bobbing, or you just nap for like two hours, and then you just got to wait while David and Jack are discussing old rap in the front seat of the car. Not Bethany. Nope. Nope. Is that just the thing she's good at, is just napping anywhere? it's particular in the car okay because she gets so car sick it's her
1: body's response if she's not driving to just like all right shutting down going into hibernation mode
0: honestly it's a great way to live i respect her for it yep 78 and 79 maybe two of my favorite episodes we've ever done the raps 50 greatest moments 78's the wash boys 79 heart knock life As I say about the mascot melee, this is us at our very core. This is like when you suggested the Great American Sports Bracket and we did that. I have another idea for a similar top 50 list down the road, which I'll talk to David later about, which I'm excited for. When we recorded this episode, I knew immediately the clip that would be on this anniversary special. It is the moment where we talked about DMX on what these bitches want. And then David proudly, or at least willingly, Uh, recalled the list of uh, bitches as it were, as DMX calls it, and just started naming uh, the ones he had been with. So let's take a listen to David. We mentioned Party Up. Now, the second single from that same album and then there was X was a classic little ditty with Cisco called What These Bitches Want. Or What They Really Want is the radio version. The reason why this song makes the list is because the second verse that DMX has is quite literally just him naming ladies that he's boinked. That's it. David, if you will, just read. This is the second verse. There's no profanity, so you don't have to worry. But read the names of the second verse. Brenda, Letitia,
1: Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookie. Well, I met her in an ice cream parlor. Tanya, Diane, Lori and Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kims, LaToya and Tina, Shelly, Bridget, Kathy, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rona and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana and Wanda.
0: This was a single. This is on the radio. This had a music video on MTV. Now I was counting along. I was counting uh, the bitches, as it were, along as we listened. I think we got to forty-three. I think was the list. You, you cl- got to remember,
1: you got to count th- three. Three kids,
0: exactly. I went from twenty-two to twenty-five at that point. I was telling David I was listening to the clip. It's one of my. It, it was genuinely one of my favorite moments we've ever done on this show. It was David being game for. <laughs> Oh, that really made me laugh. I don't know. It was simple and funny. It's just also, again, it's hilarious. As we talked about during that show, that that song was a radio hit at a point in time. That was like a top 10, wasn't it? I don't know if it got that high, but it, it was a legit single. And that was yeah. a time where, like, if your video got played on MTV and didn't chart high, it still got a lot of attention. Yeah. So DMX was on a lot of that list, too. Yep. Uh, that's a great one. Go back If you haven't, go back and listen to those episodes. That's one of our favorites. He was
1: one of the all-time characters in hip-hop oh, yeah. of our lifetime
0: top like five in terms of just overall as you would say oeuvre just yeah. Oh, all vibes it. yeah the
1: vibes are the vibes are not immaculate the vibes are yeah there's something though
0: <laughs> it's hard to forget may he may he rest in eternal peace number 80 de selby part three of course a reference of the Hozier song that we use at the end um we talked about it on the show. We. Uh, Two reasons for the long hiatus between episodes. Number one, I was just we've just gone through some stuff, but we were really trying to get a guest for that episode. We've always done them every ten episodes. We won't get specific, but we really tried really hard for this episode. Someone we knew, someone we liked. Still, lie, I don't want to use past tense. Yeah. It just didn't quite work. Nope. Too many too many things in the air. Exactly. Will we have that episode at some point? I don't know. I said last time we would. I don't know at this point. But we tried. And maybe we'll never get it, but we tried very hard. Uh, This was also after uh, we saw... Well, the Lakers had won the in-season tournament. Just just saying right now. Some would call that on par with winning the end-season tournament, known as the NBA Finals.
1: No. We
0: also saw clips in concert. Uh show that you and I both loved.
1: The Arrows tour for Coke Rap. Mm-hmm.
0: I, was, I was I was happy with that one. I was like, oh, this will make me laugh. David and I were the it's only very ones... very good. Who, I was going to say, David and I were the only ones who would have thought that story was funny, but we thought it was funny. Speaking of that concert, this is another great Bethany moment where we talk about how we were going to get her involved in the concert even if she wasn't going one way or the other. Let's take a listen. David had called Bethany as we were driving into Falls Church to check in, and I had just said, hey, Bethany, do you want us to send you a the track list as the show's going on. And she said, yeah, sure. Knowing Bethany, probably not uh, listen to Lord Willen on a loop anytime soon.
1: So, and but then- the casket drops.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, she's a huge fan Until the casket drops. That was more of a radio album. And um, then, I don't know, about four or five songs in, I keep hearing my phone vibrate, so I check my phone. <laughs> and David has indeed checked at her the first five songs or so <laughs> that they had performed. And so, honest to God, Dave and I, the entire show, the entire show, I mean, we're enjoying it, but we're also very much, like, texting Bethany the song list and giggling our ass off. And the best part was, uh, Bethany was asleep the whole time, right?
1: She wasn't asleep. She was doing other
0: things. Okay, so she just had her phone on silent. So, yeah, like... (laughs) <laughs> so because they started right before nine. So I just get te- three texts from David Popeye's. What happened to that boy when the last time Virginia and we just go on and on. Um, and my favorite part was about that was we made it sound incredibly exciting in a holy shit moment when they brought up the Reup gang which if you don't know who various the,
1: members of the re gang yeah
0: if you don't know who the Reup gang is you're in the right um correct so <laughs> yeah, yep. correct answer yeah, you
1: you have done you have done useful things with your life
0: it's like oh roscoe roscoe p and ab life out. it's just the idea that bethany would be excited for these guys who haven't done anything since 2006.
1: two, yeah, two truly unremarkable uh, yeah
0: backpacks Ask Bethany what she thought about us texting her the tracklist for the clip show.
1: Jack would like to know what you thought about us texting you the
0: tracklist for the clip show. I thought it was a joke. I didn't think you really do it. But I had no idea what any of it meant. <laughs> you weren't. She wasn't excited to see the reup gang.
1: She had no idea. She just. She was. She was lost.
0: Well, I'm just glad she had a fun time living through us vicariously. You can tell it.
1: She acknowledged that they were real words, but not what any of them meant in the context.
0: I don't know. She's the best. She's a trooper. So. She is the best. 81, the sixth annual on the awards. This was really the George Santos Awards. He's nominated for, like, I think most categories. He had his own category for personality of the year. But that's not what the clip I chose to pick. This was one where we had for, really, our patented David Hart Memorial Hot Take of the Year Award. And there was one we came to where, like, as we talked more, we realized this one had to win. A staffer, I, for, I forget with who, but a staffer videotaped themselves having sex. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah.
1: So, I, so this, this could have been a late entry for a moment of the year. Yeah, yes. The staffer who videotapes themselves having sex in a hearing room and yeah, then somehow room. has the audacity yes. to say that people criticizing them are homophobic.
0: Hobic. He videotaped it, posted it, bragged about it, then got in trouble for a litany of understandable reasons, and then, like David said, said, whoa, this is homophobic. They hate it. No, they're not mad that you were having sex with a man in the room. They were mad that you were having sex in the room and then videotaped it. It's like if you and I robbed a bank, which could be a fun future Underemployed episodes if we live stream it, and we got away with yeah, it. Yeah,
1: there is there exactly is the problem. Live streaming us committing a crime. <laughs> yes,
0: and then... <laughs> bragged about it and posted it to instagram and said we got the money y'all and then when we got a for said whoa you guys are just racist against white people it's like no we're mad that you robbed a bank yeah <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> so yeah that's, that's bad behavior and do you have any particular one you think could be winner
1: uh i gotta say the thinking that you're being Victimized for posting a sex tape in a Senate hearing yeah, room. That's pretty, gotta be the winner for that's me. That's pretty and, wild. Know, I, I realize that that one suffers from some recency bias. No, but it that, is truly really unhinged.
0: I know. It's. I agree. It's sort of recency, but it's also like, boy, that is so bizarre and a perfect story for this show because, boy, do we love weird, weird stories like that. And like you said, it's the combination of you did it, really bad idea, you videotaped it worse idea you bragged about it in a group chat an even worse idea and then you made a post making yourself the victim somehow an even worse idea that cake kept getting bigger to degrees i did not know it could get layered that was impressive yeah the the,
1: the layers of delusion just astound the mind uh, an update on that the staffer was ruled to not have committed any criminal act right because they already had a key to the room so there was no breaking in that happened it was, however, a fireable offense for improper behavior.
0: Well, now that we know—you know what? Nah, never mind. But it's good to know that at its core then, no no charges were filed, so we feel better about talking about it. Uh, I'd, I would I was feel say, fine yeah, talking about it should, either way. I was going to say, also, if he had gotten arrested, I'd be like— yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you know,
1: I'm having a hard time seeing what seeing the problem. Here. As as
0: as again, we just discussed uh when it happened, there the amount of empathy Dave and I had for the situation. Very was little. Very little. Very uh, little. Because clearly he it, as you said, every the, the layers of delusion in that story were amazing. Just how we got to that point. But it led to a great story, and that's what I care about more than anything, because I'm a whore for content. That's all that matters. We are now at our last episode, eighty two. We just recorded last week. Nuck if you tuck. I'd like to point out, because we talked about me going to the Ravens game. David mentioned it earlier. Sports don't matter. Sports are a waste of time. The Super Bowl this Sunday should be more about getting to spend time with friends, watching, coming together and feeling a sense of community. Frisbee. Frisbee. You know what? That's what David gets for his community. He plays ultimate Frisbee. And he loves it. He gets to play with his friends. He occasionally gets to see uh, former podcast guest Joe Dweck. Who we consider good friends now because I finally met Joe. Uh, His Knicks are doing much better than my Lakers, so he's got that going for him. Uh,
1: Except the most recent showdown.
0: Yep, one in the garden, the Lakers. Uh, Just if I had to point that out. Also, uh, the Lakers have won a lot of titles since 1973. I'm just throwing that out there. This isn't about Peanut, even though he is listening. This is about us. And again, sports don't matter. But I'm not going to play any clips from that episode because who cares about sports? Sports are irrelevant. They don't matter. This is instead about something most of us can do. Drive a car. And something that really bothered the two of us. Let's take a listen. The feds are, by the, in a couple years, going to start banning those funny highway signs that we've seen over... Uh, yeah. What a boo. What a massive boo that is. Who is clamoring and saying these aren't good for society? Apparently People- it's because they're distractions, which is just like...
1: Yeah, anything to get people to look up from their phones while right.
0: they're driving. You know what? Out of spite, I'm gonna start driving with my knees now just to piss them off. That's how bad I feel about this. While I'm texting and snapping and snapping somebody. What what a society we've become, David. This is not the America I grew up in, where we're banning the no. We've become the no-fun league of countries.
1: Truly, you know, with the no-fun league of highways.
0: Yeah, that's right. We're,
1: we're, we're, we're regulated. The, we're <laughs> Regulated to shit. We have speed limits. Our road design is terrible, and now we can't even have chuckle Speed started.
0: limits. What a concept. A speed limit. You're gonna, you're gonna, re- you're gonna restrain people from reaching their full potential with a speed limit. Yeah, we really. We said at the end of that episode, if you want to protest, our advice, of course, is drive with your knees. That will sort of, I think, it's a silent protest to the feds. Now, if you get in trouble for doing that, you did not hear that from us. You heard it from uh, the New York Times podcast, The Daily. You heard that from The Daily. Yes. But as far as we're concerned, dry with your knees. Because we need to teach the feds a hard way, a hard lesson about not taking away our freedoms. This actually, a lot of this episode was about our freedoms being stripped from us.
1: Yeah, you know, you should really look to the look to the sovereign citizens for advice on how to deal with the the law when they inevitably arrest you for driving with your knees. You know, ask about the fringe on the flag, talk about the incorporation yeah. of the US government. Yeah. Mention maritime law, ask you, loudly if you're being detained.
0: We can't say I'm sorry, I thought this was America if you, you get not, detained. You're
1: not driving, you're traveling.
0: Yeah. Uh, who are you a cop? You have to tell me if you are. Right? Yeah. It's entrapment otherwise. Um it's it's not feasible for the 2024 election cycle because neither of us are 35. But okay. 2028, we both will be. Perchance to dream, David, maybe we should start our own presidential campaign for 2028. So we can get America porn for everybody 18 and over. In fact, unlimited porn access. We give you as much porn yeah, as
1: we Yeah, but that's actually a big piece of the economy we don't want to fuck with too much. That's porn's, true. A, porn's a multi-billion
0: dollar industry. That is true. You know what? We also care more than anything. We care about money, so never mind. We, you know, we'll put. Look, up... I am fine with like more stringent regulations on
1: access to pornography. Yeah. I am fine. This just... with also decriminalizing a bunch
0: of aspects of sex work. Like, mm-hmm. it just seemed like this Virginia law was very poorly thought out.
1: Yeah, y- this this Virginia law is a solution in search of a problem, and it is also. A real failure on Democrats' part to stand up to scare tactics and fear mongering from certain elements of the of, of governmental policy of like, sure, nobody wants to have kids be predit be, be the victims of something or to be preyed upon. But like when we're now awarding contracts for governmental funds and programs without a clear chain of command, chain of custody and actual actionable
0: policy or, like, need word. It's a it's, the tail is wagging the dog. Well, so that sounded like a great response to, depending on which role you take, either the presidential or vice presidential debates. So, I think you're already set up to... I am too loose a cannon for either one of those. Look at you rolling in the cabinet. Who could be the vice president? You know what?
1: Julie. She loves public speaking. Make me press secretary. That'll be fun. Those press conferences will be... Fun look at you with this stupid question yeah did you did you really did you is this the best you got man come on fine i'll answer your stupid ass question
0: uh the selby Would you go to syracuse Uh, oh northwestern's finest over here Ooh, nbc news the and you would say like yeah the selby administration again once again encourages citizens to drive with their knees as we try to get bipartisan legislation pass through. Uh,
1: to reintroduce to, to re- humorous road signs. Yeah.
0: In fact, you know what? When we're in office, we're going to The fines make... will be if they're not funny. Right. There will be no non-funny road signs for fear of a massive fine at the state and at the uh, Department of Transportation level. Right. If you can't think of something clever, even for like, Doesn't have to be all the time. Yeah.
1: Doesn't have to be everywhere. Yeah. But at least one sign within your state. Yeah. Every 15 miles? Not fifteen miles. Like we don't need, we, we don't want to, we don't want them spending money where they don't need to. Hmm. But what we want is if you know your state's got a got a got a light up overhead road sign, at least one in your state at any given time yeah. needs to have a. human system.
0: You know what? Again, that sounded like press secretary Hart doing giving a great message to the people. Well, that con- that wraps up. What again? It's been a wonderful year for underemployed. Uh, we continue to dream. We continue to reach for the stars. We continue to go forward. We continue to try and get guests even when it isn't feasible. We continue to try and entertain the people, the dependents, the folks who rely on us for their entertainment, uh, the people who kind of need their fix of underemployed to get through the day, the people who rely on David to help steer them through the fog of life.
1: That's a horrifying thought.
0: It's a reality, though. I've heard that at least 25 times in my life, that, wow, David really helped get me through a rough time. Oh, not me, oddly enough, but you specifically.
1: Oh, boy. That's, yeah. a, that's a weight I did not want to live with.
0: Well, now you got to. Fuck. You understand. <laughs> you understand that that is now the burden you must carry with you on your shoulders. You must become Atlas carrying that weight <laughs> on your shoulders. The earth of <laughs> expectations. sufficient <laughs> load. Yeah. The, the earth of expectations are now on your broad, broad shoulders. Uh, yeah, are Very broad. Very broad. Oh, actually, I want, to, I want to give credit to David. David has undergone; he's lost twenty-five pounds. I wanted to give you. I don't a know public... if it's that much. Well, you said you were about 210, 215. ten, two, fifteen. You're down to one ninety-two. Yeah. So true. wanted to give David a shout out because I've I've made fun of your weight, even though you were never actually really fat over the years, and you took it in good stride, and now you are you weigh less than I do. So I wanted to just give you your flowers. You've earned them. And I don't
1: nearly pick up the heavy things Jack does. That's true.
0: All I, cardio, baby. I,
1: I'd like to, I'd like to lose about
0: five pounds, but besides the point. David, once again, uh, helped contribute to another great year of underemployed. The backbone of underemployed is David Hart. And I am the goofball who puts in the sound effects that you people all love and crave, I guess. I don't know. We could probably do less of them. But once again, our sixth year wraps up. We start another glorious year. We might have another episode between now and the March Madness mascot. But if we don't, you know the next one's gonna be a winner because the March Madness mascot melee always is. He
1: delivers.
0: So we hope you people have a wonderful week. We hope you people enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, we hope you people enjoy, uh, you know what? Spring's gonna be here before you know it. We're about a month in, we're about six weeks away-ish. Apparently according to Phil. That's true. That's true. Everyone's favorite meteorologist, so never wrong. Never lost. But we shall overcome and succeed, indeed. But to Sester comes a great responsibility. We chose to lead, not follow. It's a hard pill to swallow. Better get prescriptions filled, because there might not be tomorrow.
1: If anything, we've grown more egotistical.
0: Making more friends on the podcast playground. It's perversely amusing. I'm just some weird guy who can't sleep. Luddite. Troglodyte.
1: Philistine. Harlot. Sausage wallet.
0: Nick, you are a whore.
1: I can play croquet with Pharrell. You make it seem way harder than it is. Protect Gary Busey at all costs. I'll just have to wait with my pancake ass.
0: Yes, we have our hot takes. And yes, sometimes we are wrong this is the most important podcast you're ever going to listen to oh boy oh yeah superman vitality max irony it's not just how iron tastes Good, ian's but.
1: gonna come down and blow this hair back out imagine two of Shaq combined running 35 miles an hour
0: that sounds like a wet dream holy man could i be wrong with that Maybe. Am I gonna look it up? No. no. Pokey poke.
1: Pokey poke. Poke poke. poke, poke. Trick ass marks. Yeah. Mark ass tricks. Skips. Scaps. Scallywags.
0: That's bad. It's not very good. It's real bad. We're both ultimately cowards. Why
1: are we being solemn about this? Kick rocks. Good well, nuisance, maybe dickhead. I try not to pay any attention to Ohio. What's the lesson we've learned from this story, David? Uh, don't cheat in fishing. Yeah. Man's is in fact not hot. Boisterous. Boisterous. Dare I say moisterous? Listen here, you chuckle fox. What's it to you, nerd? Why are you booing? You know I'm
0: right. Revered by critics, adored by fans, and ignored by women. Get your shit together, Canada. Yeah. How many kilometers did the haze travel? I don't give a shit. House real big, cars real big, dick real big, everything, everything real, real big. big. That's our motto: on underemployed, have no friends. Bro. I hope you're proud, Dad. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just die. That seems like an affront to God. They call me Captain Magnanimous for a reason. Insurance is a scam. Sucks to be you, homeboy. Support the patriarchy. No, 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 no. 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 Underemployed pro snitching. I'm safe if I get shot at. Becoming the master of your own nation. Ah, skeet skeet, skeet skeet, skeet skeet. have someone in a nightclub and just see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? Shame. Era, just regardless. Has anyone ever really been
1: ready for <laughs> vanilla
0: ice? Who's on the original? Who gives a shit? He's awful. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I would vehemently disagree with you on that he's gone to jail got out got buff we respect all porn stars not to be over dramatic but i'll probably kill myself fuck you i got my money tell me how my ass tastes we are the marlboro of the podcast world let's not deny the people what they want we sat there to avoid the normals truly
1: abysmal it's awful it's so bad boo do you think taylor would do the podcast we could try guys gals non-binary pals think it makes you another american coward
0: tonight he gets to wear the white gown my god Oh my god. Come get me, I'll feel something for once.
1: Your booze mean nothing, I've seen what makes you people cheer. This
0: is good. Ooh. Fancy. Very fancy. We pull numbers.
1: Jack needs many a prayer. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no,